You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. It's more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome in, and uh, we're here on our Wednesday edition. We got uh, Brittany Wagner in studio, Women on Wednesdays, and uh, a lot to dive into in the sports world today from college football. Another expansion, Big Ten talked about it, maybe the 16 teams. We'll get into that and much more, but we'll get uh, Brittany's take on that. Lars Anderson and also Alex Bauman uh, in studio with us here today on this Wednesday edition, Women on Wednesdays, so look forward to that. Right now we're presented by... Top Golf of Birmingham, get out to Top Golf. You'll absolutely love it. The bowling of this generation and lots of fun. Uh, family, co-workers, and friends, and also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks at Sonny King Ford. Lars, what's happening? Man, so last week, uh, this Wednesday, I walked uh, a week ago today, walked into the studio, wasn't feeling well, uh, <laughs> turned around, and uh, ended up testing positive for covid and um, every report I received back from uh, what transpired for the next two hours was that Brittany Wagner is a superstar. Aww. 
think. Seriously, like, uh, what, I don't what did know you? What no, I, I, hey, I, I know you're a superstar, but uh, uh, did you talk about your own personal life, or just give your analysis okay. on sports, or what, no, what? This is weird. I had this like crate for some reason. I got here super early, and I was sitting in the parking lot, and I just had this like crazy intuition that. I was going to need to have some things like that you're going to have to be on your game on my plate. I don't yeah. know why I thought that because, you know, and and I can't. So I had I had like been on the Internet and I had kind of this list of like, OK, if if the ball rolls to me, like, here's what I'm going with. It was so weird. And then I walked in and then you left and then it was. Well, yeah, no, I, mean, and- I, 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 I stepped like two uh, steps yeah. into the door I and, I, and I said, <laughs> hey, guys, I'm not feeling well. I think I might have covid. And both you and Matt were like, Bye. get the hell out of here right <laughs> yeah. now. And Alex, too. I was not interested <laughs> in COVID. Yeah, yeah but it, we, had, we ended up having a great show. Like, we had some some things going on in sports. It was SEC Media Days, which helped. But um, I had been paying attention to SEC Media Days. I don't know. It just, like, all came to me. And Matt and I were rolling. And Alex, we just kind of, I don't know. It was weird. Like, I left. And, I, and Matt was like, oh, my gosh. Like, thank you for Look when, And now's their last day. So she, that's just got to get another gig? Is that what no, it is? I, okay. I, I don't. Yeah, all of a sudden, out of the blue. Your last, your last, another, what's up with that? I wish. Uh, no, but, like, I don't know. It was just weird. But it was fun. It was fun. I, when you left, though, and, and Matt looked at me, and he dapped me up, and I thought, oh, my gosh. Like, well, here we go. I'm either going to be good or I'm going to be terrible, and we'll find out. <laughs> you know what? You, you looked me straight in the eyes when I left, and I, like, you had just, uh, you were radiating confidence. Oh, whatever. I looked at you like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was freaking out internally. Here's why I was freaking out. Because I knew that we had Roger Hoover on, and I knew that meant I was going to have to ask questions. And I think that's what that's everybody's me out. fear. Like I when they could come do in. just the talking about nothing stuff all day long, but when I have to ask someone an intelligent question that knows what about Alabama of all things, I was like, I. And so the whole show, I was like anticipating, okay, what am I going to ask Roger Hoover? And then it was just the perfect kind of segue because we were talking about sec media day so i came back at him with like the statute what statue he would have because of uh statute or statue statue because what's his <laughs> face ha- we ha- talked about the hog oh yeah statue mm-hmm. or whatever anyway it just kind of worked out but yeah well let me just tell you you're in company uh it took uh i think antonio three years before he ever asked a question to yeah. guest. <laughs> it took, really? it took yeah. clarence thomas 10 years <laughs> On the Supreme Court before he asked his first question. Yeah, well. Is that right? Yeah. He did not ask a question for 10 years. It's crazy. I mean, I I think it's because you haven't. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, especially if you haven't been doing it, know the person or whatever else, you know, to to come up with. Because here's the thing. You you don't want to cover something that the other guy might. You're you're going to care. Are they going to ask this or? Right. You don't know what everyone else is going to ask. And there's kind of this whole thing that we do. You have to watch everybody to see, like, who's next. And then you have to really listen. Because if you're not really listening, you're not asking a very good question. Uh, yeah. There's a lot going on there. It's yeah, funny. and, uh, I mean, uh, so much of it, too, is, like, body language. Yes. You know, Jay and I oh, will yeah. be looking at each other, and we'll kind of know how to. Like an old married couple, Lars. Yes, I know. Yeah. Uh, we're coming up on four years. <laughs> See? Yeah. It's uh-huh. all getting old now. We can it's, just it's look routine. at each other. And, it's rote. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> rote. It's not rote for me, but I think I might have pulled it off. I don't know. We had fun, at least. Oh, you did a great job. So, so 
this is your last Women on Wednesday. You told me that this oh, morning. Are y'all what's, Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna I'm gonna throw gonna some wads of cash. In. Yeah, I'm gonna throw wads, wads of, of cash. Now, wads of cash might change the projection here. Well, I mean, school is starting. I'm teaching at Montevallo full yeah, time. So I'm going to be driving to Montevallo every day. And that's going to, you know, that makes it hard to have to leave there and come here. And Think I'll stream yard. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I could, well, stream from my office at Montevallo. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's, a, that could Maybe be an one option. Segment. Yeah. That could be an option. Yeah. I mean, there's some options out there. I just can't commit to being here every Wednesday from 12 to 2. Gotcha. Single mom. I got. I got. Feel stuck, the same way man. sometimes. I'm the team mom for the soccer team. What are y'all talking about? Exactly. <laughs> I got what, soccer what, team what, duty. What snacks do you bring? I don't do snacks. We're too old for snacks. Like drink some Gatorade and let's go. Let's go. That's it. Who, who needs I snacks? snacks? Oh my gosh. We don't. We don't have time to eat snacks. We got to practice. <laughs> hey, Alex. Norman <laughs> 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 oh, means go get the Guthries that's coming in. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. And I'm kidding. It's not coming in. Today. You oh, man. I'll get some for you. I do love some snacks. But All no, right. No, okay. um, <laughs> Big Ten is underway as far as media days. One of the hot topics that came up and uh, brought up by their commissioner talking about going maybe a possible 16-team playoff. We've gone from four, possibly six. Then they went right to 12. Now they're saying 16 teams with all the expansion that's happening across all of college football. Lars, your take on kind of his comments and the thought of a 16-team uh, playoff. There seems to be gathering momentum for a 16-team playoff. And, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Pac-12 and Big 12 sort of uh, abdicated on, uh, we thought we had an agreement uh, led by uh, Commissioner Sankey uh, with the uh, uh, expanded playoff. But now um, the, the, all the chatter that you're hearing um, on sort of all levels is 16 teams. And um, I, you, you never know until it's actually uh, done and, uh, and and there's actually no, no framework in place to uh, make this happen. But, uh, again, you have the Big 12 commissioner talking about it. You have the Big 10 commissioner talk about it. You're having uh, Sankey, I think, talking about it, sort of in uh, in, in back rooms. Uh, you're having the ACC commissioner talking about it, and all signs point to eventually 16 teams. And uh, I think that's where we'll get uh, maybe 2026, 2027. But uh, I mean, it's not going to happen, you know, overnight. Would you would would you like a expanded playoff? Not 16 teams. That feels like I no. The key is getting the games in. But if you're going to do it, you got to back off the regular season. You got to, or the postseason. You can't sit there and, and, and continue with the, the schedule the way it is now, and think that these guys can just keep going and going and going. These aren't NFL players. Even though I will say this, I've kind of lost that argument over the years because even guys who play, they're like, look, they they want to get in the NFL. Let them learn how to play in the NFL. They don't have preseason games, so let them play 16 games. Let them play 17 games, like you're going to get now in the NFL. So maybe that's I mean, where and, this is headed. And, 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 and it's just going to be more money for for the uh, for the universities. I've and, been hearing and, like and the players 16, with NIL. 16 with no automatic qualifiers. So yeah. Sankey's got to be thinking, oh, great. We'll get eight SEC teams into the playoff. Maybe. Yeah, unless they put, I mean, everybody, nobody likes a monopoly. Nobody likes to have a conference running over all the others. So I don't I don't know. I, I think even if that, I'm not sure if they would allow eight teams from one conference 
to be half of the field. I mean, we'd love to see that. And and if you're basing it off record, if you're basing it off competition, then yeah, you're right. Basing off the eye test. Yeah, but they want parity. They want it to become a, a, more of a national reach of audience to more fans to be able to watch those games. You think that that's why like, they're building like, the numbers? The, that, that's the, why they want. You to think the third best team in the SEC? Uh, how do you think they'd fare against the third best team in the Big Twelve? Right, they'd kill them. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, yes. but here's the thing. Again, the reason they're expanding the, the the SEC's already had two teams in what twice. I mean, so they're looking at it as as look, we've got to figure out a way. How do we get the ability for these other teams to get in? Let's expand it to six. And they went, no, nah, that's not enough. Let's get to twelve. So I don't think once they get to that number twelve or sixteen, and maybe I'm wrong. If they're going to go, we want half of those to be SEC teams. I think they're going to try to make it as spread out as possible, many fan bases as possible, into those games, into those moments, and watching on TV, more revenue. And also, too, more games. With NIL, I think they're going to be able to push for more games. Think of, as an yeah. athlete, if you got an extra game on national TV, your NIL value goes up. If you're playing Notre Dame now this year because you didn't get a chance last year, and but now you have room on the schedule to do another non-conference game that's a bigger-type game, your NIL goes up because you're getting exposure. Now, I, I, I'm just doing this yeah. from memory, but uh, um, the uh, look uh, when the uh, when Oklahoma and Texas left the uh, um, uh, Big Twelve, that upset everybody else in all the other conference commissioners. There was a deal in place to have a uh, um, six-team playoff. Where every uh, every team every conference would have an automatic qualifier, and then you'd have a, a wild card. Right. And uh, once uh, it was viewed by uh, the Pac-12 commissioner, the ACC commissioner, and the Big 12 commissioner that Greg Sankey had gone rogue on everybody by uh, by luring uh, Oklahoma and Texas into the Big 12, or excuse me, into the SEC. Um, that whole thing just went up in flames, and and now you look at it, uh, man, the 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 Pac-12 and the Big 12, they would die to have their uh, conference winner to be an automatic qualifier into the playoffs, because now it, it, I mean it looks like uh, we have uh, really just like two super leagues between the Big Ten and the SEC, maybe uh, Clemson if they go undefeated. Uh, they could get in, uh, maybe Notre Dame, but really you're just looking at uh, SEC and Big Ten. Any thoughts? Which is boring to me. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I think that's so boring. And second of all, are we going to be playing football at the same time that we're playing March Madness? Like the football season is going to go on forever. Yeah, it won't be March Madness, <laughs> but it'll be close. <laughs> it'll be, I, mean, I mean, you know, the beginning of SEC plays, what, January? And uh, you, 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 yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at Super Bowl type. Yeah. You know, which... you're now getting into that now. And that's the other argument, too, by them is that now you're getting into their playoffs, the their TV not time. Like that. Not yeah. at all. Hey, I, I got two $200 or $100 gift cards to rock and roll sushi for you. Maybe that'll bribe oh, you to stick around hey. at some point. Come, <laughs> back, Brittany. Come back, Brittany. Come back, Brittany. Come back, Brittany. You'll love rock and roll sushi. So will hey, all of you out there. Hey, they trivia night. You know that? Hey, you all know that? They do. Jay and I crushed trivia last, last night. Last night. What the heck? I wasn't even invited. You're there. totally invited. Win? You know what? We thought we did. <laughs> but you didn't. But there was two couples that were like 96 and 94. And the point total. Oh, I thought and, you meant like years old. And I was like, what? Well, they two of them were. Uh, but 
<laughs> I'm kidding. We well, when it was done, everybody was like, "You can't come back. Yeah. Y'all can't come." They look like they were professional trivia people. But we did it at uh, the electric. Oh, first five rounds, and Jay and I yeah. did. We missed one point. I mean, we were killing it. We, we were killing it. I mean, we were doing all, all of our uh, intuition yeah. was spot on. Oh, yeah. my gosh. We just went through all these different, like, ways of, you know, taking you know, things out. And they, but, but we both just kept high-fiving each yeah. other. And I, then, I think that's when Josh got there. But then, yeah, more people, oh, came, oh, more people came to our table, and Josh they uh, made our thinking convoluted. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. That's what happens every time. Yes. I feel like that's what happened to us that other time when all the other people yeah. got there. We started But we had a good terrible. time. Will Lockamy is the one that does it. And yeah, uh, so Will great. was awesome, and uh, we had a good time with him afterwards talking and stuff. But, uh, yeah, the Electric the new restaurant right there in Bluff what, Park. I don't know what that is. You'll love it. Oh. Soup, sandwiches, all types of Great uh, food and taco beverages. night. A taco taco night Tuesday. Night. Taco Tuesday. That sounds awesome. All right. Brittany Wagner in studio. <laughs> Lars Anderson. I'm Jay Barker. We got Alex Bauman as well. Josh. We got Joe. We got Jonathan. Everybody producing the show. And T Town at Ty 100.9 FM, our flagship station. Also at Crawford. Doing our stream yard as well here live in Birmingham. Stay with us. We'll come back and continue our Wednesday edition. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny, hot, and sticky this afternoon. Just a few isolated showers through the evening hours. The high today, 95. Tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, a chance of widely scattered showers by afternoon. The high, 94. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Legend of the Phoenix. <laughs> All ends with beginnings. All right, welcome back in. We don't talk about it much. We do it every once in a while, but Nebraska. Talking about the Cornhuskers and what Scott Frost had to say yesterday. He said, the sky is not falling for Nebraska right now. What do you think about that? Lars, our Nebraska uh, expert from Lincoln, Nebraska. The sky has already fallen. <laughs> yeah. And um, he just said, despite record. <laughs> Uh, by winning percentage uh, of any coach at Nebraska who's been there five years or more, he is the worst in the history of Nebraska football. That only stretches back to the 1800s. It is uh, amazing to me that he still has a job. But, uh, hey, he won a national title as a quarterback, Jay, so uh, all sins are forgiven. Well, not some. As we know. No, no, no. Yeah. Actually, Even Jay, that was? Jay, now this is kind of interesting yeah. because you and Scott Frost do have some things in common. Right. You guys both won a national title at your alma mater where you grew up. Right. And um, I'm, talking I, about, I'm talking about the uh, what happened behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, there was nothing. Okay, let's just forget about that. Okay. The, the Lawrence right. Phillips stuff and right, right, me right. getting sued for a million dollars by Lawrence Phillips' mom right, right, because right. of a Showtime documentary, uh, which was dismissed for the record. Exactly. It was dismissed. Yeah. I, Yes. Very good lawyers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm completely lost right now, but I think I should just stay that way. We'll take another okay. break. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
No, I mean, I didn't do mean you, to go do down that think, far. No, 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 but this is interesting, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I haven't thought about it because you and Scott, again, like, uh, some things in common here. Uh, uh, Scott is back at, uh, at where he won a national championship, and I feel like he's been given sort of too much uh, latitude, too much rope. And, uh, and, and, uh, I mean, he, he's got to win at least six, seven, eight games to, uh, to retain his job, I would think. And if, uh, the athletic director had been anyone other than Trev Albers, who is a former Nebraska player, if they, if the AD had been somebody from outside the program, they would have fired Scott in a New York minute. I mean, they made Scott fire all of his assistants who he brought with him from central Florida. Um, they made him give up play calling duties, completely emasculated him. And, uh, not only that, uh, uh, Trev, uh, made sure that, uh, he met with Scott every Monday at about six thirty AM to make sure that he was, uh, his, he's bright eyed, uh, and ready to go for the week. If you understand, yeah, because Scott had a reputation for having a lot of fun on the weekends. Oh wow! How do you go from? I mean, maybe this is an ignorant question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How do you go from being such a good head coach, like at a, at Central Florida, and have a winning program, and it seemed that his players really liked him? It seemed that he was able to motivate them. He had some. I mean, he was able to recruit to Central Florida. He had talent. He, he, they would run through a wall for the guy. Like you would watch them or I would watch them. And I mean, I rooted for them because of the stories that were coming out of yeah. that, of that team. How do you go to a place that has more money, that has more of a history that should be easier to recruit to and then tank? Brittany, you deal? raise great questions. I think some of it is now, now you get back into, um, the family and you got family dynamics that you deal with and you've got things that people want to do it one way you've done it this way at central florida but now that we've always done it this way in nebraska these guys are every university's got that especially the, the blue bloods got got that atmosphere and when saban came back or saban came to alabama mal moore did the best thing possible he said here's the keys it's yours to run you do whatever you wanted to do they were trying to get him to do all these speaking engagements doing all these different events and all these are promotional type things. He goes, no, I'm here to coach football. That's all I'm going to do for right now. I'm going to build the program back. And, and so I don't know if Scott got caught up in all that, even the pressure coming back as a quarterback to play there, won a national title, all, all the off-the-field stuff that, that we've heard about, talked about. Um, also, I'm sure played a little bit on his mind. Better athletes probably at UCF at that time. How, how long had he been there at that time? Um, I think three years. Okay, so that's not even probably his most of his recruits, right? Yeah. The guys that yeah. were there before him that were recruited in. So how much of that did he recruit into that program? But a lot of talent down in South Florida. But also, I mean, think about uh, Nick Saban. Did he come from Alabama? No. No. Who's the other most successful coach of the last decade? Dabo Sweeney. Did he come from Clemson? No. No. It's just so hard when you go back to your alma mater and um, you try to do things the way – that uh, at Nebraska, for instance, that, that Tom Osborne did. And, 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 and that's what Scott said when he got the job. He's like, I know the formula. 
Yeah. Well, the formula that worked in 1993 right, not doesn't work in 2020. Yeah. But clearly he had a formula at Central Florida that did work. So, you know. I mean, like Nebraska. Stand um, strong and do your thing, dude. Bye. Uh, I, I saw this. Uh, the writers picked Nebraska to finish fifth in the Big Ten. Not in the overall Big Ten, but in their division. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is pathetic. All right, pathetic. Roger, Roger Hoover coming up next. <laughs> we got uh, Brittany Wagner and Lars Anderson in studio. I'm Jay Barker. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show on our Wednesday edition. Stay with us. We'll be back live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Hi, welcome back in as we uh, continue here on this Wednesday edition, Women on Wednesdays. We got Brittany Wagner in studio, Last Chance You, and uh, Next Chance You, her new book out, and we'll talk more about that a little bit later on as well. And uh, she's with us on Wednesdays, uh, retiring for a little bit, maybe taking a sabbatical, but hopefully back with us on StreamYard at some point in time, <laughs> live from Montevallo, Alabama. Oh, yes. Yeah, that will be awesome. I don't even know if we have strong enough Wi-Fi. <laughs> All right. Uh, also uh, joining us now, we got Roger Hoover from CTSN, and I just saw some of the Ric Flair stuff coming up. Roger, can you believe Ric Flair is going to get back in the in the ring? That crazy? He should have never left. I mean, he's the best. Mm-hmm. No doubt, no doubt. How you been? You had a good summer so far? Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, last week was kind of a good week to kind of get back in that uh, football mindset with SEC media days, and then uh, perhaps up an interview earlier today with Phil Steele. I've been diving into his college football preview, so yeah, I'm just chomping at the bit now for the tide to hit the practice field and get this thing going. Roger, I, I, I want to, uh, just for our listeners and viewers, just kind of go back into your background. I'm always fascinated by uh, play-by-play uh, men and women and, and how you actually trained for it. So could you just give us a little bit about your journey to uh, where you got today? Yeah, I started uh, really with the spark of wanting to be a baseball announcer or like a college football announcer. And, you know, in high school, I was able to do some public address announcing just to be comfortable on the mic a little bit. I wasn't very good at that. Uh, And then when I was in college, uh, I went to school in Tennessee. I started doing these webcasts that we had of like soccer and volleyball when it was basically one camera. 
a laptop to stream it on and like one microphone that was usually like handheld. And that, that was the first bit of play by play I did. I think the first volleyball match I called was the first one I ever saw. So, I mean, it's crazy that I was able to <laughs> kind of do those sports oh. first. And now, uh, you know, at Alabama and Tennessee where I do SEC network broadcasts, those are such huge, like eight, 10 camera productions. Well, back in the fall of those six, it was just one camera and it was me running everything. Uh, so I kind of started from there and then, start doing some baseball and uh, you just really have to start small and then keep growing as time goes on and eventually you get comfortable doing more and more and I've been able to add a lot of sports ever since I got started there so uh, that's really where the journey started was just you know having these sports that maybe didn't get a lot of attention but I could go there and I could just figure out what to do what not to do and then all my time in minor league baseball uh, with Tennessee Smokies, Jacksonville Suns, and then Jumbo Shrimp really helped me out, kind of figure out how to call a game. Uh, and again, sometimes good to have a smaller audience at first while you're trying to figure everything out before it gets to a large stage like I'm on now with the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Roger, a great story in the world of sports broadcasting. Just this last week uh, was Kurt Bloom. Right, uh, he's the play-by-play announcer for the Birmingham Barons. Been calling the Barons games for 31 years, and been calling games in the minor leagues for 35 years. And he gets the call to go up to the show and 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 call his first official game for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, just give me your reaction to that story, and uh, and what can be learned from that story. What can be learned, first of all, is just stick with it. And I think Kurt Bloom was always preaching that message to a lot of us younger broadcasters that would get in the Southern League. Uh, you know, you play the Barons and you get to meet him. And uh, he was always so positive and he was always, uh, you know, focused on the day that would come that we got to see last Sunday for him. I mean, I met him first back in 2009 and he was talking about well, what that moment's going to be like back then. And I'm sure that goes back even further to the first years he started calling minor league baseball, but uh, he's somebody that always has done his job the right way has always represented the Barons with a lot of class. And he's just been someone that's been really helpful to me all throughout my career. Just if I'm going through a tough time or navigating a clubhouse can sometimes be tricky in minor league baseball. Some years you'll have a group of guys you like some years. You'll have a group of guys that don't like you very much. So kind of learning how to navigate those things. CB was always really helpful to me because he just always had such a good feel for the pulse of his team. And I think he could help all of us kind of have that translate to our own jobs. And, you know, there's nothing in minor league baseball that Kurt Bloom has not seen. So he was always such a great resource for that reason. And since I left minor league baseball, he's continued to be a really good friend. You know, I live in Birmingham now, and I love getting to listen to CB as I drive around town and get to see him when I do go to the Barons uh, games at Regents Field. So I was thrilled for it. Uh, he and I had a great phone call last week right before that. I promised to take him to lunch here in the next couple of weeks kind of catch up on what that day was like for him in Chicago, but it was definitely well-deserved uh, for somebody that has really put in his time, and I hope this is a spring. I hope this is not the only game he gets to call. I hope there's something else down the road for him, whether it's with the White Sox or somebody else in Major League Baseball, because he definitely deserves it and can do a great job. Hey, Roger. Um, hey, Brittany, so how's it going? I interviewed Colt. I'm good. I don't have a statue question today, so you're off the hook. Um, but I interviewed Cole Kublik a couple years ago or maybe last year for, for one of the classes I teach at Montevallo about his, you know, preparation for a game on on, on Saturday. And, and I asked him what the hardest part was in, in the preparation. And he shocked me with his answer because he said the pronunciation guide. 
Is that true for you, too? You went to Auburn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Naturally a little harder wow. if you have that Auburn education. <laughs> uh, pronunciation guide is everything. Uh, I really, I no longer even, like, think I am going to just get it right. Like, now when I when I write out my uh, spotting boards and, like, game sheets for basketball and baseball and stuff like that, I spell everything out phonetically because I don't trust myself during a game to just automatically know uh, how to say Tonga Bailoa. You know, <laughs> I just always have it uh, spelled out phonetically, you know, at all times. So for all names, I mean, very basic stuff now, yeah. I'll do that. So, yeah, that, that's yeah. a really Is good point. Is there a team out there? Is there a team out there that has, like, like I asked Cole, and he said the hardest team he's ever had to learn the names for was Penn State, which I thought was interesting. So I'm, yeah. I'm, is there a team out there for you that uh, you just know off the bat when Alabama plays them, you're really going to have to study? You know, it's kind of random. In non-conference play in women's basketball, uh, several mid-major schools or will have, like, a lot of international players, and I see this a lot when I call volleyball or soccer as well, like it, just the amount of international players and just the long names, you got to really take your time and learn. That's probably the toughest thing. And uh, one of my other college duties randomly, I was the PA announcer for Tennessee tennis when I was in school and learning tennis pronunciations <laughs> for a lot of international players was very, very tough, but uh, made me That's appreciate tough. it back then. And it's been something I've carried with me ever since. I got a good one for you. Five star Caleb Downs. That was an easy one. Uh, t- Tell us a bit about him, but I'm going to let you pronounce the other one. Jalen, is it Mbakwe? Mbakwe? I have not. Are you talking about recruiting? I, again, I can't get into recruiting. Yes. On recruiting. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I know, I, I've bad. seen you the can't names, names, but I haven't really learned Always, too much. Yeah. <laughs> Just say yes or no that I got it right. Mbakwe. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> good. All right. So, to, so give us the the rundown over the next couple of days. We I know everything's kind of now winding down off season program. Coaches getting back in office, some time off a little bit for them. The players they've been hard at it. Uh, I saw where Bryce Young got thrown in the uh, uh, happy birthday bath yesterday for for the twenty uh, fifth uh, of July, or I guess two days ago that happened. But uh, just kind of give us the rundown of where the guys are and where when everything gets started. Yeah, I haven't seen the official uh, start date yet for practice, but we are getting closer. Usually that second week in August is when everything will start to really ramp up for this group. But now it's almost like for strength and conditioning, you're just really getting your finishing work in at this point. Uh, most of the games to be had have been made already in July, in June and early July. But now it's just about making sure the speed is ready to go and just staying healthy is so critical at this point in the season. That way you can start camp on a really healthy note. So I think that's the biggest focus right now for this team is just, you know, getting in these last week or so of uh, preseason preparations and making sure your body is ready more than anything. I know the seven on sevens have gone really well. Uh, Bryce Young, when we got to talk to him at SEC media days, really complimented the amount of great receivers he has around him. And, you know, seven on seven is a perfect way to develop that chemistry that you're going to need throughout the season. So I know they're going through those things right now and again i can't wait to be back at practice coming up in the next few weeks awesome stuff roger uh, you get one more Go ahead. Uh, yeah, i was just gonna hearken uh to what Brittany was asking uh is there anything that you do uh at this point in the season to prepare uh for the upcoming season uh, not too much, to be honest with you, Lars. I mean, we're starting to go through some of our conversations about what the pregame show, postgame show, anything like that uh, will look like changes. Our, our format during football games doesn't change too much. So we're kind of good to go on all of those fronts. Uh, but once we know, you know, 
once we have the first depth chart or the first idea of what um, we could be looking at for Alabama's opponent, then we start to get get to building our spotting boards and get ready uh, for the season in that way. But at this point, it's just still gathering a lot of knowledge and knowing that you know every day you're getting closer and closer. So you start doing just a little bit more reading and research. So like I mentioned, I interviewed Phil Steele today, and I've been just nose deep in his preview, getting ready for this upcoming season. So I know that's only going to continue well, more ever. and more before we get to September 3rd. Yeah, he's one of the best ever. I, saw, I, I love your um, your picture on your, tw- I think it's Twitter account, with uh, Elvis and Nixon. I uh, love that. That's uh, <laughs> a great picture. Yeah, it is. Great Hopefully picture. you guys have seen the All Elvis right, movie uh, by now. We talked about it three weeks ago. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. You know what? It's one of those, everybody tells me it's three hours or whatever. I'm going to wait till it comes out and watch it from home. And uh, But I can't wait. I'm a huge Elvis fan. so Can't wait to see it. There you it. go. Roger, thank you. Thanks, Roger. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Roger Hoover, yeah. one of the best at uh, what he does and uh, great for Alabama. Roger Hoover of CTSN. Hey, real quick, before we go to break, Charles Taylor's on screen with us. We got Julian Lee, and we heard about her last night. I, I just want to say a shout-out to her because she's with us and been with us since day one listening to us. We heard a little bit about her story last night from Josh and just let her know how much we think of her and thank her for listening every day. We know she's been going through a lot of the last few years and i just want to say our thoughts and prayers i, pr- I appreciate her, her yeah. so much yeah. and uh we communicate over direct message on twitter yeah. and uh she's just a wonderful person amazing person all right uh, we always great to have her she put up the caleb downs commit long before we talked about it so just now getting to it on this segment with roger hoover julene thank you all right we'll continue on the other side stay with us live from abx You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny, hot, and sticky this afternoon. Just a few isolated showers through the evening hours. The high today, 95. Tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, a chance of widely scattered showers by afternoon. The high, 94. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Wake up in the morning and I'll raise my weary head. I've got an old in the earth was last night's bed. I don't know where I'm going. All right, welcome back in. Uh, great song. <laughs> it is a great, great song. song. Um, as we continue here on this Wednesday edition, Jay Barker Show live from AVX Audio Video Excellence. Lars Anderson and Brittany Wagner in from Last Chance You. Book is Next Chance You. And also now a, a been a professor at Montevallo. We'll be doing that uh, a lot more coming up uh, in the fall as well. I got two professors. In the room. I mean, isn't that crazy? Yes. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do some dueling professor oh, stuff. God. <laughs> what is the worst pickup line a guy has ever approached you with? As a student? No. Oh. In, in, oh uh, no. Like, no. We, we were, this is this like, is a conversation that is carrying over from the break. Do not hit on me. Um, okay. Worst. Yeah, I'm taking line? I'm taking notes I here. I, there's so many. I, it's really really bad 
I don't know. I really don't know. I can't like think of. But there's what's one that is uh, has uh, struck gold. What's a good pickup line? Hey, how are you? My name is blank. My name's Jay Barker. (laughs) (laughs) My name is blank. Blank. Let me buy you dinner. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Shocking. It's not hard, but man. So you just want it. I've got you so many things rolling through my mind. You just, you and I'm just, so you, just you, you just want it. You, you just no, no, want. No, no, no. With, with him. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm like. You, oh. you just want uh, somebody to be straightforward with you. Like, you don't want some I mean, clever. Jeez. Oh, no, I mean. Hmm. Cle- I mean, sometimes clever's good. Funny's good. Here's the thing. Here's the Here's the thing. You want someone to be straightforward. You want someone to pursue, or I want someone to pursue. I'm not one of these people that, like, wants to, you know, pursue a pursue and do all that. Like, I want to know someone's interested. I want them to be consistent. I want them to pursue. However, you say all that, and then, but it has to be somebody that you like. Like, it has to be somebody that you're interested in. Because then you get a guy that you're not interested in who is straightforward and does all those things, and you, then you're annoyed. Do you know if you're interested in a guy within about 20 yes. seconds? I mean, not 20 seconds, but I, I time, yeah. tend to know very quickly. It's instinctive. Yes. Well, first of all, for me... Well, yours for, is my for, guy, for guys, it's just like... <laughs> it's in, is it not instinctive. It's not? See, I don't know for guys. But for See, me, girl, get girl. Oh, gosh. Caveman. <laughs> right? I know. It's like, knock him over the head. Depth? Drag him back to the cave. Any depth to you people? No. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I think for me anyway, I can't speak for like all women, women, but for me, there is... It's not... I don't know that I believe in like love at first sight, but I do think there's like chemistry at first sight like you can meet someone and immediately know like yes i am attracted you can immediately kind of feel like that energy or connection you know and and comfortable sometimes it tanks sometimes it grows you know and but i do think you can maybe not feel that in the beginning and then as you get to know someone and get to know their personality or get to know like who they really are you know then that connection and that maybe that chemistry and attraction grows too but for me it's pretty it's pretty immediate. Like if, you know, I, I either feel it immediately or I don't. And have you ever been surprised when you didn't feel it immediately and then it did grow? Yes. However, I think that that in the long run doesn't work. Like didn't work out for me. Like there, there have been people in my life that I have was not immediately connected to or not immediately attracted to, but I kept on, like letting the relationship go. And then eventually I ended up being attracted and I ended up, you know, really like falling in love with them. But when I look back at it, I'm like, I probably should have trusted my instinct on day one yeah. and been like, eh, no, because I don't know that it was healthy. And Brittany, we could, how much, we could spend the whole, we could spend does, the whole next hour. Uh, I, well, I, I got one more question. How much Jay? does money make it for a woman? Like, uh, okay. it, it, it's not really money. It's, it's drive success. You want success. Yeah. You want somebody that's, in- you want success. Yeah. You want drive. You want you, you do want. Look, I don't want to pay for everything. Right. I don't mind paying for some things. Eventually, I'm not paying for anything right off the bat. So all of those <laughs> yeah. people need not apply. Yeah. But but <laughs> I not apply. roll tide. <laughs> roll tide. But I you know. I, but here's the thing. Like for me, I'm not going to date someone just because they have money. Like that's I can make my own money. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't need. Like I'm not. Out but there, if they're like, really good at what they do, they're driven, and they love what they do, and yeah. they have a passion for it. 
absolutely. That's, that, that's attractive. That's attractive yeah. I also want balance, though, because yeah. if you get somebody that that's all they're wanting to do is work and make money, and uh, then that's not fun. Yeah. Like, so one what, what of my uh, one of my uh, really good friends when I was younger in New York, her name was Sarah Ford. Very attractive. She worked at NBC News, and uh, whenever a guy liked her and she didn't like him back, she would employ what she called Project Fizzle. <laughs> Where she would just I need like, to know how to do that. Let, let it that. fizzle That's out. A great book. Yeah, oh, you write that. that. Yeah, Ford, uh, Ford would kill me if I, I think uh, I'm not, if she was be listening to this. I'm not good so, at that. so Brittany, what is the best way to not necessarily break up with the guy, but uh, maybe you've talked a few times? What is the easiest yeah. way to just uh, well, sever ties the easiest way is to ghost but that to me is project fizzle is really disrespectful and immature so i don't i don't want to do that so here's my my 44 year old answer i mean is not the same as my you know 34 year old answer but my 44 year old answer is to just be honest I mean, look, and I, you know, you're, you have to do it in a very respectful way. You can't do it in like an anger moment. You have to like sit back and be like, okay, how, what, how do I respectfully say like, I'm not interested. And I did that actually not that long ago with somebody. And, um, I know yeah. it really hurt my feelings. No. God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think you just have to say like, look, this, I'm not, you know, you're a great guy, but you're not a great guy for me. Ouch. All right. We got uh, Ric Flair entering the ring. We'll talk about that next. We got $405 million now live for their next year golf mm-hmm. tournaments. That's the purses. Oh, I want to talk crazy. about Matt Corral, too. Have you all heard his comment? Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll, we'll be back. Hour number two coming up next. Stay with us. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. A great family, do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. 
I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. and You'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. 
You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. What about wrestling led you to do this? It has to go beyond just a paycheck, right? Um, well, what it gave me was um, the opportunity to do anything I wanted to do, basically, in life. The promoters saw something special in him. He was being taken to St. Louis, down to Florida, Madison Square Garden. There he goes, very effectively into that figure four. Everybody wanted to be there, every man because I had the nicest clothes, the biggest cars, the biggest house, and the more women. And I was the best wrestler. <laughs> I mean, why do people like Ali? No one has marketed themselves in boxing like Ali. No special training, just be at the fight. I'm ready to back up everything I'm saying, and I'm through talking. Whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love it, because it is When Ric Flair comes to your town, you know you're going to see the greatest wrestler alive today. What he was doing was more regional. It wasn't a national phenomenon until far later in his career. But he was famous. I don't mean well-known. I mean famous. You're talking to the Rolex! I didn't feel Hulk Hogan, man. I felt Ric Flair. As a kid growing up watching Ric Flair, he was very inspirational to myself and a lot of other hip-hop artists because he represented what we wanted to be. We wanted to be Ric Flair. We wanted to be flamboyant and, you know, to kiss Dylan, Willing and Dylan. We wanted to be all of that. Pulling up the arena, having 1,500 people out there hollering and screaming at you and, and walking down that aisle, knowing that you own the crowd. They're there because of you. It was a rush. I loved it. Hi, welcome in. It is the Wednesday edition. Wow, Women on Wednesdays. And Brittany Wagner with us in studio from Last Chance You, book Next Chance You. Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Barker, and we appreciate you joining us. And as you heard, Ric Flair is back in the ring and at the age of, what, 73? And uh, he went through what's called the blow-up drill, and he wanted to do it for his daughter, uh, Charlotte, and uh, who's a star on the 
uh, uh, WWE star uh, daughter for the uh, WWE, so, or no, for him, excuse me, <laughs> WWE star's daughter. Uh, but uh, he went through the drills. Everything looked good. So we're going to see Ric Flair back, uh, looks like, in the ring. And uh, I'm sure a lot of pro wrestling fans out there love this. But uh, were you a big Ric Flair fan growing up? Um, I mean, I was a wrestling fan growing up, which is probably shocking. But I grew up with um, grew up Mississippi. I grew up with Ted DiBiase, though. I grew up with the two. So what is what are you saying? Yeah, that's that surprising. <laughs> well, I grew up with the DiBiase family, and so I was a wrestling yeah. fan. Yeah. I would always watch Mr. Ted, and on my mom and dad used to get mad because on Saturdays I would be in front of the TV watching it. I don't. I, I don't know that I was a big Ric Flair fan, and I don't know that I want to see a 73-year-old man in a wrestling ring like that. Is he going to wear the little, oh, I don't know. I think he's my walker. I, I was a Hulk Hogan oh, guy. Um, yeah. Alex, you fan at all of WWE? I mean, I watched John Cena. You watch what? John Cena. Yeah. yeah. I used to like The Undertaker. He was so scary to me. But I liked his, the way his eyes would do or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't. I, this scares me. Like, why is he? Why? That's what I want to know. Why? For what purpose do you want to, as a 73 year old, get in the ring and think Five you are going to wrestle? M O N E Y. Well, H E A R T A T T A C K. <laughs> what? Wow! I mean, is that two words or that's one? Two words. Okay, you didn't do a space. I don't know how many. I'm from Mississippi, so you know. One Mississippi, two, two Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. Jay, would you do it? Get in a ring. Yeah, like if okay, seventy three. Would you suit up and like get out on the football field and? No, how about no. fifty? Exactly. No, I would not. Even exactly. No. You know why? Because you have a brain. Because it's real. Right. <laughs> well, that's true. This won't be real. They'll protect him. They'll protect what, him. what if Langham emerged from the mist and challenged you to uh, a, a wrestling match and it would raise a bunch of money for charity? Would you do it? I might do that. Yeah, I might do that. But I'm, I'm not going out on a football field and playing. Well, I mean, if, if I would play like 707. Uh, Black football. I wouldn't. I do not want to get hit again. Nah, I, I don't do want the to soccer thing with him. Yeah, that's, that's a yeah. long going feud. That's like three years ago. I know. It, 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 has not not, it has not so, happened. Yeah. Langham says that he can stop. Lars says he can score how many? Langham said he could do t- hit ten out of ten out of me uh, on me. No, he could stop ten out of ten of yours. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Soccer. Uh, soccer goal. Uh, if he was goalie oh. and I was taking PK, I was like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Oh. PKs. I don't know. Penalty kicks. Yeah, no, no, I know soccer. I got that. I don't know. I don't know Lang. I haven't seen Langham in person. Is he just going to lay out and like? <laughs> Who knows? We, we haven't seen him in person He's in a while either. Yeah. <laughs> he, we, we, were text, we were texting last night. I go, "Where you been?" He's like, "I'm on the golf tour, the speaking tour." Which summertime is that? Yeah. Like you're out doing a bunch of tournament, charitable tournaments and stuff, and he's been doing a bunch of NFL PA. Um, we, we know between the months of May to about August that uh, he's going to be off, off the radar for a second. And he'll just go off the radar anyway. Um, Trent's back from Mexico, I think, coming back in the next couple weeks. Um, look forward to that. He'll be back Get in, him studio back in the studio. Yeah, yeah that'll be, be fun. fun. Yeah. Um, 
See, y'all don't even have room for me anymore, so it's a good time. No, we, no, we, 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 have, put, we, we would pick them out. We have Actually, you are in Langham's spot. Langham used to be Am our... Am I? Used to be our woman on Wednesday. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. He used to be our Wednesday guest. <laughs> I hope Antonio's listening right uh, now. I do, too. <clears throat> he may be hey, calling Antonio. you right yeah. now. Um, you guys, on a, a little more serious note here. Um, oh, man. I, you know, I am, I'm a serious You're guy. A serious Brittany. journalist. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> yesterday, uh, Brittany Griner, uh, the American basketball star who's been detained in Russia, um, she said that um, she was in front of the judge, and she said that uh, an interpreter only translated a fraction of what uh, her charge was when she was dis- uh, detained at Moscow's airport in February, uh, and, and she had no idea what was going on. And uh, there were uh, Russian officials told her to sign documents without explaining what she was actually signing. And uh, so this was her first uh, testimony in the trial um, under questioning from the, the prosecution. And she said that uh, beside the poor translation at the airport, she didn't receive an expla- uh, explanation of her rights. She didn't have access to a lawyer during her initial hours of detention, which is uh, something that we pride ourselves here in the United States. And she said that she actually had to use a transla- uh, translation app on her phone to get a basic idea of what the hell they were telling her. And she was just uh, so uh confused about what was happening and now so we, we you get this picture of of all of this and uh it, it it's 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 very troubling very troubling to say the least and also we we just found out yesterday and uh this I, probably no relation here but um uh russia is pulling out of their involvement in the space station Right with the United States, and that's being severed. Um, I, I don't know how this Brittany Griner thing is going to end, but uh, boy, I, I, I sure hope that there is a resolution soon, Brittany. Yeah, I, well, here's my thoughts. I feel like it's sad to me that women, women basketball players feel like they have to go play basketball in another country in order to make the same amount of money or close to, you know, a decent amount of money. I don't understand why Play two seasons. we don't keep yeah. our players in our country and pay them what they deserve to be played. Brittany, be paid. I mean, Brittany Griner at one time best was player. the best college basketball player in the world. I in mean, the world. best female player at in Baylor. The world. Yeah. I mean, she, she was incredible and quite honestly, probably could have been put up against some men players during her time. She would have made more money in NIL now them. than she does oh making the WBA. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it sad to yeah. me that someone with her talent has to go to another country, let alone Russia, <laughs> to be respected and paid. Yeah. That's just not okay to me. Um, you know, I don't know. I like to think that if not that I'm comparing her to LeBron James, but I mean, you know, it, I. I mean, she's not. She's a very good player, and I, I would like to think, or I do think, that if if a, a male player were in another country in this situation, uh, we would we would have figured out a way, <laughs> and he would not be there anymore. <laughs> you part, know, part of me thinks that. Part of me thinks that they may have been even tougher on him, just to, to send a message. I think her being a Maybe. woman makes it that know. they're not maybe being as. 
as tough a time. I don't mean legally, just other ways. Um, but here's – she didn't kill anybody. She had cannabis. She says now medical cannabis in order to help her with pain, relief, or whatever else. Anxiety. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, anxiety is right. So she, bro- she broke the law. I get it. Um, but and she pleaded guilty. Yeah, and and to me, I, I just think we as as leaders in the country got to be more forceful, saying send her girl home, send her girl home now, and you know if not, there will be sanctions, there will be whatever they can. I mean, just be strong. That's the biggest thing, and I think that's what's frustrated her camp is that there hasn't been that support uh, coming from the federal government, coming from yeah. people that could really help her in this case in order to uh, speed things up i mean look cannabis is cannabis you can believe whatever you want to believe but it, she didn't kill anybody she didn't commit some horrible crime um and yeah she broke their law but get her out of there back home and i agree with them you, you make a, I mean, a point i haven't thought about is that why are they even why, there why do uh, yeah, yeah I just, why, why, I want... why do they have to go play in other i mean they play two seasons everybody said well yeah but guys play over overseas the ones that don't make it Right. Play overseas. <laughs> or yeah. the ones that are starting out and, and then eventually yeah. when some when These someone are gets best hurt, the they best. get called. It's, yeah. you know, it's the, yeah. the minor league, essentially, you know, for it's not their superstars aren't we not we're not sending superstars overseas because they can't make money in the United States. Like, it, I just I don't understand it. It's so frustrating to me. I, I'll say this. I don't want to be in prison, period. But I sure as heck don't want to be in prison in another country. And, and I don't care I, what country yeah. it is. And I do want to clarify something. She entered a guilty plea. But, uh, look, the vast majority of uh, defendants in the criminal justice system in Russia are found guilty. guilty. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the speculation is that her admission was a bid to just uh, ex- expedite the legal process in the hopes of a prisoner swap. And uh, I think that would be the, the best outcome. And who that swap would be for, you know, that's above my pay grade i don't know yeah. but uh, so uh i i just uh i i it's just a it, it's a heart-wrenching story yeah scary all right uh the notre dame fighting irish they did a spoof about their new jerseys coming out for the season in las vegas they did it based on the hangover we showed it to you earlier uh, not you but you may see it on our videos here in a second uh if you're streaming live with us on facebook live on bam insider uh also uh getting into uh some more nfl News and notes, and uh, Julio Jones headed to be a buck. We'll talk about that. Where will he end up for Tom Brady? How big of a difference will we make for that buck offense? So much more to dive into. And also, Cliff Kingsbury comes out in response to all the hate towards Kyler Murray for the uh, the clause that says you got to have at least four hours of study of film per week. Quarterback, do you, I mean, you do more than that in a day, much less a week. So we'll dive into all those topics coming up on the other side. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny, hot, and sticky this afternoon. Just a few isolated showers through the evening hours. The high today, 95. Tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. A chance of widely scattered showers by afternoon. The high, 94. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
Welcome back in, and uh, we brought up a couple of topics earlier, but Brittany's got a better one, I think, so we'll, we'll go to that one. But real quick, Cliff Kingsbury uh, came out and pretty much defended his quarterback, saying, look, you know, it's not a big deal. We put it in there, da 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 blah, blah, blah. All right, read it for yourself. I mean, uh, it, it, Jay, it, it's everywhere in the sports media landscape yeah. right now. I mean, do you, who made the bigger mistake? Was it the agent, or was it uh, in, in accepting the terms of All that language, or was it All the, the Cardinals? For putting yeah. that language in the contract, all of the above. I mean, the agent should have said, "Look, that's that's going to make him look bad." Number one, the team should have said, "This going to make our quarterback look bad," uh, and and Kyler should have never signed the contract. I don't think you probably read the contract, but you know, when you're getting paid half a billion dollar or a quarter of a billion dollars, excuse me, uh, you probably just go, "Okay, <laughs> I'll sign uh, it." Probably take more than I'll four care, hours to read the contract, and he's you only required four hours per week, whatever. <laughs> Right, no, I mean, but no, as an NFL quarterback, yeah. uh, and you were in the league for several years, even as, uh, as someone who wasn't starting. No, I mean, I was helping the quarterbacks get ready. I was there. How many weeks, or, or I'm sorry, how many hours a week did you put in studying either your own playbook or watching film uh, uh, from not just uh, the previous game, your own game? Uh, previous game of the opponents you were about to play because uh, looking for tendencies and yeah. down and distance and all that stuff. Film work probably 20 to 24 hours. No, no lie. I mean, that's five, you know, it's five hours a day. That was an hour and a half, two hours before practices or before everybody got there. We'd, we'd get there early. We'd get there at like six or seven. Isn't that we why quarterbacks have... get there first thing in the morning? Yeah, you get to, to watch first, film. You watch film. You get You watch film. You have breakfast together. Somebody brings it in. You got coffee. You, you sit down. You begin to look back at whether it be practice film from the day before. You start looking at film going ahead. Everybody's trying to find an edge. Everybody's looking for something. And so maybe you, you, you as the quarterback, like Brett, may say, look, I want you to watch the secondary. Just watch the safeties. Ty Detmer, you watch the corners. I'm going to watch the front. Then we switch it up. And you did that with all the different quarterbacks. You try to find tendencies or things that guys did. Who's the weak spot in the secondary? Who's the weak spot at linebacker? Can the linebacker cover a tight end? How does he cover a guy out of the backfield? Does he get caught up with his Good. eyes? Does a cornerback look in the backfield on a run more than keeping his eyes in man-to-man um, coverage? Does he peek? And if he peeks, then we want to do a play-action pass off of that guy. Does he, do you look for tells? Like, hey, if, if, any, if, any if his foot is uh, – if a DB's foot is uh, – or a linebacker's foot is uh, out to the left as opposed to straight – uh, does that mean like he's going to be going in a certain coverage? Right. Exactly. I mean, are, I mean, are you looking for things that minute? Yep, minute tell anything you can find, anything based on their front. The the front tells you everything. If, if you know how to look at fronts, you can look at a front, look at a, a, the front seven, and it tells you what they got to play in coverage. They've got to have run support in certain areas. So if it's not there, what's called gap control, then they can't. If they don't execute that against the play you're about to run, then you're you're going to kill them. Uh, but the quarterback, that's why Peyton was so good. Peyton get the line of scrimmage and Omaha and all that stuff that he did. But it was really him just getting to the best play possible against that defense. Then again, now it's one-on-one matchups. You've called the best thing against that defense. They may have tricked you. Now they may what's called stem. They may move right before the snaps, and now the front changes. 
Now you, you got caught. That's fine. That's part of the chess game. Does but, the uh, defensive backfield change too? When, when you're oh, saying yeah. when I mean, stem, like, does it go the, from ne- uh, man to zone really never, quick? The, the, every, they're trying to disguise everything on that defense. But you realize how that, that's one thing you're looking for. How do they disguise it? What, what do they do in this formation to disguise this coverage? Uh, is there somebody that's given us a tell? Maybe the corner is now at 10 yards instead of being at 6 yards or maybe at 5 yards for a man coverage. I mean, there's just little things you can look at. And then now now you got to do all that in split seconds on the field, right? I mean, you're, you're making quick, quick decisions. That's what people don't realize. I mean, I played pretty much – not every sport, but I played golf, I played tennis, I played basketball, I played baseball, and I played uh, football. The hardest sport I've ever played in my life is football. I don't know if that's because of the position I played a quarterback because having to know not just my 11 guys counting me, 10 guys other than me on offense, but knowing the 11 on the defense. And also trying to figure out what the guy's thinking that's calling the plays on that defense side of the football or what my guy's about to call. This probably may be the, the one that I'm confident in, but may not be the one I'm confident in because I didn't feel good about it in practice. That's why it's important for quarterbacks to communicate with the coaches. Here's what I like on third and long, third and short, third and medium, first down, play action pass, the trick plays we worked on this week. This is where we felt I felt like our team was successful or what I felt good about. And, and if you're on the same page, you're going to have a lot better success than if you're just trying to go willy-nilly and just kind of off-the-cuff type stuff. All right, talking about that in NFL real quick before we get to your topic. Julio Jones to the Buccaneers. You're close to the Bucks. Is this big for Tom Brady? I mean, he gets, yeah, I mean, he gets I, a playmaker. I, I, He's got to stay healthy. I would like to think that Julio still has a little bit of uh, uh, jet fuel in the tank. I mean, not just fuel, but like jet fuel. And that he, he can play really well because Chris Godwin, uh, uh, the Bucks signed him to a, a huge deal. But Godwin's coming off uh, ACL, and he's not going to be really 100% till November. And so they are going to need Julio to line up opposite Mike Evans early in the season. And uh, I, I love this signing by the Bucks. I really do. Uh, if To me, uh, when, when you looked at Julio Jones and, and, and Jay, we love Julio Jones in this studio. Uh, and, and we've talked about how he's the most important recruit in the history of the Nick Saban era. Like we, he's just, we love that, everything about him. It all started with him. Yes, it all started with Julio. He was the founder. However, however, toward the end of last season, I hate to say it, he was slowing down. He wasn't the same player. I don't know if he was hampered by injury, but he wasn't the same player. Yeah. So he, go, he goes from um, Matt Ryan, Tannehill, now to Brady, the GOAT. So we'll see. What, I think Brady may bring Tana, out. Yeah, Tannehill to uh, Brady. That's a little bit but of when an upgrade at quarterback. Think about it. It's like Jordan. The guys around him, he made them better. He, I mean, they felt like they needed to play at a higher level to meet his expectations. So Julio is not only going to go in now. He wants to play well for Tom Brady. Not just oh, yeah. the Bucks. He wants yeah. to play at a different level. Brittany, back to real quick before we get you to the topic. We may not have time right now to get to that topic. But I want to ask you, film study to me is why school is important. If you're committed to doing your homework, then you're committed to doing your homework. That's why going to college, going to school, being a great student, is that then you'll be a great student of the game as you were a great student in academics. Yeah, well, I, you know, Dan Mellon used to always say, you're, if you're a champion, you're a champion all the time. Yeah. So if you're a champion on the field, you're a champion in the classroom because you, you can't turn that off. You know, like that's your that's your habits, and those habits make up who you are. And so if you're disciplined enough to study film like that, you know, then you then you have that same discipline to apply to your classroom work as well. Did you see a correlation between how uh, kids that you or under you were uh, studying and then how they were playing on the field? 
Or is that too uh, easy to make that? Yeah, no. I think I think sometimes at that level, raw ability. Like those kids were still so talented that they didn't quite have. To, I think you. I think, but you would see it at the next level when they got to the next level. The ones that actually made it and the ones that tanked were the ones that either had the discipline or didn't. But at the junior college level, I think some of them were just so talented. Their talented had their talent hadn't maxed out yet. But I always tell kids when I'm talking to athletic groups, your talent's going to max out at some point. <laughs> like at some point, you're going to be just as good as everybody else, and your work ethic has to kick in. Right, if you if you want a lab in your own practice, you're a doctor, urgent care. May, maybe you're also a testing facility, physician office, recovery courts. You can get it done through DTPM, and DTPM can help you from the very beginning, providing total solution provider that provides comprehensive array of diagnostic lab testing equipment, supplies, and services, and uh, they are, do a tremendous job. They can help you out. Go online at DTPM.com. DTPM.com, better outcome for the patient, better outcome for the practice as well. DTPM.com. All right, we'll return. Brittany's got a topic for us coming up on the other side. Stay tuned. <laughs> You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. All right, let's get to uh, Alex's anecdotes. Thank you. Alex's awesome anecdotes. And uh, we uh, we get Brittany's uh, topic coming up last. And I thought it was going to be cool and be like, hey, Joe, play Britney, don't lose our lose my number. And it's Nikki, don't. <laughs> no, Ricky. Ricky, Nikki. Ricky, don't lose my <laughs> It's everybody but Britney. Britney doesn't like, I don't know why they came into mind like that. So, Do you have a song? No. There's no song. The only, I can't say the song, the thing. Like for on Mick, the air. Mick Gillespie, we play Mickey, Mickey, you're so fine. Yeah. I don't think there's a hey, Britney Mickey. song except. Yeah. You know, there's the saying that Britney Spears said. I, I can't say that on the air, though, right? Yeah, you just did. It's a cuss word. I have a oh. movie, Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah. Where Ryan Gosling has, uh, oh. he's Lars, and he's got the, the oh, yeah. blow-up doll. We were just talking about, we were just talking yeah. about not know. Ryan Gosling, though. Ryan, wait, yeah, who we was were it? Talking yeah, about Ryan Gosling. It is Ryan Gosling. Looks like Cliff Looks Kingsbury. Like Cliff Kingsbury. Or Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury looks like, like Ryan. Both. They're good-looking people. That's all we were, I was saying. All right, AAA, so Alex's. You like, King, you like Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, I would, saying. yes. Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> she goes, oh, I would. Cliff Kingsbury, if you're listening. Look me up. Hit me up, man. I know Steve Kahn. I know Steve Kahn really well. He's the GM of the of really? the Cardinals. Yeah. I knew Cliff when he was at Texas Tech, obviously, Dakota, Allen and so yeah. I'll I, send a note to Steve. We'll, we'll make right. this happen. As if that as if he's gonna be no, like, I will, I, you know what? I will, I will, te- I will text Kime right now. Oh gosh, come on. No, let's get him on the air tomorrow. We'll that talk is hilarious. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> Can I just start spouting out his, other men that I would like to date? His, well, yeah. His, his, yeah. his headphones just went. I know. Hey, no, these are Langhams, and they, they break all, right, all the before time. Before we do all, let's get to Alex. We only <laughs> okay, got yeah. so much time. Alex has made uh, awesome anecdotes, and uh, let's go. Number one. Sony Pictures Entertainment has signed Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings to long-term deals to split hosting duties for Jeopardy. They've, who is it again? Uh, Mayim Bialik, who is uh, who Punky played... Brewster, right? Wasn't she Punky Brewster? She played Amy Farrah Fowler on Big Bang Theory. Yeah, but before that, Punky she Brewster. was Punky Brewster. Yeah. And, can, and who else? She Ken was Jenny. Punky Brewster? Yes. I'm 98% Amy? sure. 
No. Yes. I'm, she looks like a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. She was, she, I think. She's actually really smart, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she has actually a, a, like a PhD, I believe. Or like an a MD. rocket scientist. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. Oh, there it was. Go back now. Go, go back person? now. Go back now. Oh, yeah. Now? Go back the other way. It says something up here about Punky Brewster, I thought. She's going. Punky Brewster. I'm in like 98% Go the sure. other way. <laughs> Never mind. Um, who I'm, is the guy? There it is. Punky Brewster. the guy? Yeah. Ken Jennings, he has holds oh, the longest the record for yeah. uh, wins with 74. Okay. Does anybody watch Jeopardy still? Just Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm I'm Jeopardy person. Yeah. Really? Okay. I mean, I no. If I if I flip the channels and it's on and and, and you keep flipping. It, well, I'll, I'll stop. I, I, I kind of like watching. I, I try to figure them out. Yeah. Uh, uh, not but, smart um, enough. I, I like Will of Fortune. Had a roommate in college that watched Will. I mean, Will of Fortune. Jeopardy. And I did not realize he had VCR taped it at that VCR tape at that time. And I walk in and he had, he hit play. He knew I'd be back from um, meetings or class, whatever else. And uh, he hits play, and the, the questions start coming up. And I'm watching it with him, and I'm trying to guess them. And he's getting every one of them. I'm like, dude. And then oh. finally I realized, I looked down and saw the VCR run <laughs> play. I'm like, memorized. you had recorded this and that's, played it back. All, I, I, number all right, the girl from Big Bang Theory. Not Punky Brewster. Oh, exactly, not Punky Brewster. <laughs> sure, sure. Just saying. I used to love Punky Brewster. Uh, Sully Moon Fry. Fry's Punky Brewster. Oh. They look similar, no? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, number oh, two. Sorry. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have placed rookie wide receiver Justin Ross on season-ending injury reserve due to foot surgery. Mmm. He's a lot of Dang. I, that, that's the first I've heard of that. And there was so much optimism about Justin Ross, who's an Alabama kid. Uh, absolutely torched Alabama in the national championship game. And, um, man, there was just so much talk about how he could be uh, one of the surprise rookies of the, of the, of the year. And uh, to see now that – or to hear that he, his season has been derailed by another injury, uh, Jay, that's just uh, – it, it's tough. And 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 uh, the injuries for Justin are are really mounting, and you have to begin to question if uh, if this could be the end of the road for yeah, him. He's an outstanding receiver, hate that for him, Alabama guy. All right, uh, number three. On Tuesday, Sam Donald spoke to the media for the first time since the Baker Mayfield trade, and he said it's always fun to compete and be able to have someone to compete with. At the same time, in our eyes, we're both the starting quarterback for this team right now. That's how we're going to view it. Panther. Jay, I'm going to make you uh, – you're going to have to uh, – <laughs> uh, prognostication here, Jay. Who's going to start game one, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold? Uh, I like Baker. I, I You know I do. I, I've said from the beginning, I think he's just been in too many systems, too many head coaches, too many you know coordinators, whatever. I, I, I think he gets it done. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder too. Do you think they can keep both of them for the season, or do, they, or do they need to make a decision no, I, I think heading they, into game I, I, I one? I think they would know that now. You know what I mean? I, mean, I think they would have already made some moves. In, 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 maybe I'm wrong. They may do something during uh, mini camps and during the uh, preseason. But um, I think you got to. I'm with you. I think you got to go Baker Mayfield. Got to go Baker Mayfield. Baker can dance. Uh, as, as long I just want as, the commercials to continue. <laughs> yeah, his new. Home. Well, as yeah. long as. Oh, yeah. uh, as long as, as long as his uh, um, shoulder is good, mm-hmm. uh, you know he was fighting through injury all of last year, which a lot of people forget. But um, if his shoulder is good, 
you know, he, I think he's potentially a top 15 quarterback. All right, anything else? Uh, Sharif O'Neal, son of Shaq, will sign a six-figure deal to play next season with the G League Ignite. Oh. But how tall is he, did you say? I, I didn't say anything. We don't know. Huh, that's interesting. So he's going straight from high school to G League? Uh, he played at LSU, I think, and UCLA. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, you're, yeah, right. you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm thinking about, um, what's his name? Uh, you're thinking about LeBron's. Brownie yeah. or Brownie. But they're or about to back it up to 18, 18 again. Are they? They want to do that. Uh, the, the commissioner wants to do it. Uh, NBA wants to do it. Hmm. I mean, I'm like, you know, I hate that because I like having guys. I, I, I hate the one and done, too, though. I'd rather them be there for two or three years, have a chance to watch them in college. Same. Home. But, you know, the money's what it is. These guys are so, so talented. I mean, you think about there's so many of those. NBA stars that are that, their sons now playing in the, you know, I mean, you've got like Pippen, Scotty Pippen Jr. and then Sharif O'Neal and then you have Bronny. And like, it's just funny. Like, it, it's interesting, like how now all of those guys, their sons are now the up and coming, you know. Yeah. Uh, Sharif was uh, one of the top high school players in his class when he came out, um, went to UCLA, he redshirted, um, then underwent uh, heart surgery. And then 2019-2020, he played as a reserve, then transferred midseason to LSU. Uh, not a lot to show uh, production-wise on the court, but um, there's certainly a lot of potential there. I mean, he, he's six foot ten, and he's still only uh, 225 pounds. And Alex, he uh, born January 11th, 2000. Is he older than you or younger? Older. He's older. Okay. Just making sure. Mm. Do you have uh, have number three or four? I do. Okay. Uh, Bengal safety, Jesse Bates, did not report to training camp on Tuesday as he holds out for a long-term contract. Well, yeah, uh, ain't going to (laughs) happen. Because, uh, look, the the Bengals are... um, No, no, no. they're, they're, They're actually being very financially prudent. Because they're they're saving up their money to uh, sign uh, three major deals on offense, and that's Joe Burrow, uh, T. Higgins, and then eventually Jamar Chase, and uh, that is the the fundamental uh, focus of the front office is to keep those three together for the next ten years. All right. Also, uh, legends Ken Anderson, Ken Riley advanced to the finals of the Hall of Fame vote. I didn't know that. Yes, Uncle Anderson. <laughs> I Uncle will Ken. be going. Okay. I will be going up to uh, uh, Canton next year if uh, Ken Anderson makes it in. So his dad always told him that Ken was his uncle, and he would pretend like he did the. You know, you used, on the old phones, you could do the back call. Where you can make it the phone ring back home. Yeah, he'd pick it up and be like, "Yeah, Lars is here, whatever." And then like you would answer, and I mean. <laughs> No, and, and, and Brittany, I, I, I believed it. I, I believed like... it. I believed it uh, way too long, like six, seven, eight, nine, oh, ten, wow. eleven years old. Uh, Ken Anderson, no, it's my about uncle. five years Still ago. Yeah, yeah. When no, we had him calling no, on jocks. Then, uh, with yeah, yeah, went on, went on jocks with Jay and Del, Del Greco. Greco and, uh, yeah, yeah, Del Greco is friends with Ken Anderson, and they had Ken call in, and knew, he said, "Lars, it's Uncle Ken." And for really, like, first time in my life, I was speechless. I was just yeah. like, uh, and for, uh, and for a brief uh, second, I think he went, you are my uncle. <laughs> Yay. I believe you. And then, and then, and then we talked to Ken just, uh, uh I don't know, like, we, we talked to Ken before the Super yeah. Bowl, 
And he, when we got yeah, him yeah. on the phone, he was like, Lars, are you getting ready for a Dolores' uh, reunion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was great. Uh, he played it up. I, he remembered. It was fun. Alex's uh, amazing anecdotes, and uh, we really appreciate Alex that each and every day. Brittany, what you got coming up on the other side? You want to tease it a little bit? I'm teasing it. So Hoda Coffee and Savannah Guthrie, apparently there's drama and feuding at the Today Show. So I want to know, Ooh. has there ever been drama and feuding among some radio hosts that have <laughs> been in this room? Uh, not so much. Uh, a little bit. Don't, uh, not, right not, well, okay, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny, hot, and sticky this afternoon. Just a few isolated showers through the evening hours. The high today, 95. Tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, a chance of widely scattered showers by afternoon. The high, 94. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in, and uh, you're going to stir it up, aren't you? I can just I'm tell you're going to stir it up the in the... my pencil. Yeah. Okay, so I was reading this morning. Apparently, Hoda Copy and Savannah Guthrie do not like each other, according to this article that I was reading. And I don't really watch the Today Show that much, but apparently the other day it was really obvious that they didn't like each other. Like, they had a, get a cooking show guest on, and there was, like, this really awkward moment of tension and, like, where you could just tell... You know, it was kind of very awkward for everyone involved. So some reporter did the story and whatever and contacted the Today Show. And whoever they interviewed basically said, yeah, there are extreme personality differences there. There's some tension, you know. But they were saying that Savannah is very organized and kind of the mom and, like, wants to, you know, she's very serious. And then Hoda comes in and she's just kind of, like, wants to have fun. And and so that really gets on Savannah's nerves. And I just think there's a there was a lot of, like, backstory as to why maybe they don't really get along. But apparently it's now showing on the air this tension. So I was reading that and I was wondering, y'all been doing this show for a long time and you've been on other shows. You know, is there ever just someone in the room that you have to kind of make it work because you're on the air together and it doesn't need to be awkward, but it, but you just don't like the person or it's awkward or, you know. Yeah, they're no longer here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's me no, actually, and it's my yeah, last and I'm out. <laughs> Nice knowing you, folks. No, no um, Lars, Lars and I have had a couple of situations where finally about probably two months in, we said no more politics. Oh. And so we're not going to talk politics. Yeah, well. Um, but it it never got to a, like a heated part. We 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 would step outside or we'd stay after and talk about it to the show. Um, I, I will say Tony, Al, and I had moments where there were disagreements. There were um, we got into like arguments on air about certain topics. But we always made a decision when it first began. We said, look, if we ever have anything that like somebody gets offended by, or hurt by, or whatever, we're going to talk about it. So we always had a debriefing um, in, in, in another room that we'd sit down and talk and. We all every time we walked out, I mean, we never took it home. It always stayed there. We always we were great friends. 
Um, I, I really can't say I've ever really had only one time, and um, and I'm not going to share the story, but they, one time there was where I got really upset, not with what somebody said to me, but what they said to my partner. And uh, so I uh, yeah. took, the, took the door off the hinges in the studio and <laughs> took them back to uh, an office and locked them in the office to stay here till the show's over. <laughs> and um, No, you know, Jay, you, you, I me. mean, you and I have had sort of uh, minor disagreements, yeah. I would say, uh, but... Um, you know, away from the show, our friendship runs so deep, and you have helped me through so many stormy times, and and I'd like to think that I've been there for you too. That it, it, like the stuff, the stuff that we talk about on air is it, it, is kind of nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, uh, I had an editor at Sports Illustrated who we just absolutely did not get along, and uh, we were about the same age. And he was trying to uh, prove himself as an editor, uh, and I was trying to prove myself as a writer at the time. And so as an editor, what do you do? You mess with the writer's words. And it finally came to a head, and it came down to one word. I'll never forget it. Ethereal. It came to the word ethereal. And whether or not it was appropriate in this certain sentence, in this context, and... uh, Man, we got, uh, like, the top dogs involved at Sports Illustrated over this one stupid word, ethereal. And guess what? The word ethereal appeared in the magazine, so I won that one. But really, I, 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 lost, the, I lost the battle because he was no longer an advocate of mine. All right, so for you, Brittany, how do you deal with conflict? How do you deal with conflict, especially when it's with uh, somebody you have to work with day work in coaches. and day out? Yeah, work coaches. Oh, coaches. Yeah, that's, you know, that's hard. And I was, I mean, it's obvious, you know, Coach Stevens and I didn't really get along that great. But I did go to, I went to his defensive coordinator at one point when I realized, like, that our relationship had gotten so bad that we couldn't even be in a room together anymore. Like, we just couldn't even have a conversation anymore. It was just that much, you know, between us. And I went to the defensive coordinator. I asked him if I could have a meeting with him. And I said, look, can you go talk to Coach Stevens? And can, like, I will, I want to take him to lunch. Like, let's get out of scuba. Let's meet in Meridian. I'll take him to lunch. And I want to, can we sit down and hash this out? And like, can we figure out a way to mend this relationship and be able to work together for the betterment of a bigger cause? And uh, the defensive coordinator went back, talked to Coach Stevens, and Coach Stevens said, no, I'm not interested. (laughs) Wow. Her ethereal beauty? Is that the way you use it? Uh... The Chicago Bulls were as ethereal as ever in winning their seventh championship or yeah, something like that. Yeah, but I was that. saying in, in a sentence, that, yeah, ethereal. I, I, I can't remember the exact context, but uh, again, huh. it, it, it appeared uh, in the magazine. What was the word you used about the glow of fame? It means, it means it, the refracted glow of okay. flame. But, but ethereal means like... like Jason, serious here. You know what ethereal is? No. I think it, Educate me. It means like almost like too perfect for the Heavenly. world. Heavenly. 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 Too perfect, too perfect yeah. for the world. Yeah, like it's yeah. Better than anything you've seen. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. The, hey, the Bulls. Right. We're going to count it down. That's when a they good won, pickup When they won their we gotta go. uh, like six Thanks yep. to Joe, to Josh, to as all ethereal them. as ever. Brittany Wagner, Lars Anderson, Jay Barker. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, this is Wes McCall.